football fans, and welcome to Friday Night Football Replay, a Ken's 5 podcast about high school football here in the San Antonio area with David Flores. I'm Cameron Songer. David, week five now in the books. Check this out. It's October now when you're listening to this. Uh, we're finally through September. It doesn't feel like fall right here in, in South and Central Texas, no. but uh, the season's almost halfway over here. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, those teams, are the most, a lot of teams have, played, have already played five games. That's... Ten-game regular season, I'm not real good at math, but that's a midway point. So, you know, we, we should, uh, before you know it, we'll be talking about playoffs. But let's, let's, uh, let's worry about these games to, uh, this week. Yeah, some of these games this week started carrying some playoff implications. Let's start with a look at the 6A rankings on the Kens5.com uh, area rankings. We rank the top 10 in both 6A and then sub-6A. David Flores has those uh, posted weekly for you on Kens5.com. So it's a, a good reference point here for who's doing what in San Antonio. And no surprise who the number one team entering this week in the San Antonio area. It's the Judson Rockets, and, uh, and they won again this week, uh, handling San Marcos by a score of 62-14. Yeah, there was a, they didn't have a great game statistically, and, and I, I mean the only thing that matters, as they say, is what's on the scoreboard. And they they handily won the, uh, the game against the Rattlers. Uh, uh, Cameron, uh, Mike Chandler the second, their quarterback, uh, ran for two touchdowns and threw for four. Didn't have great yardage, but he threw for four touchdown passes, so he had a, a pretty tidy game there. Pretty crisp uh, performance for Mr. Mike Chandler. So that was number one, Judson. The the surprise really. We were looking at the marquee game for Week 5 as a matchup between the number 2 and number 4 teams in our 6A rankings. That's Brandeis against Brennan, and the game, David, didn't really live up to expectations. No, it really wa- it, it was It was a wash. It, it washed out. It really, uh, the first indication, Cameron, that it was not going to be a very good game. Jor- Jordan Flotis uh, uh, was wearing a cast on the lower right leg. He was on crutches. He went out for the coin flip, and then... Well, from that point on, we thought, oh, they're going to be a little bit handicapped. But uh, and you know, they they lost fifty-one to to sixteen. Uh, you know, battles. Had, you know, battles had a good game as usual. You know, uh, Jordan battles. There was two Jordans, and one Jordan didn't show up, and and uh, and that, and it was a disappointing outcome. And I know, obviously, you can always say, well, Jordan Flores doesn't play defense, and uh, yeah, I mean, Brandeis handled. Uh, Brennan just wasn't uh, just didn't had had a bad game, had a bad game, and, and you know, Jordan Flores' injury notwithstanding. Uh, still, it was a very convincing win uh, by Brandeis. Yeah, sometimes you can overcome a game where your defense struggles a little bit, but to also ask that from your offense when you're playing with a second-string quarterback and you're playing one of the best teams in the city, really tough task for Brennan. They take their first loss. They drop to 4-1 and one overall, 3-1 uh, and one now in district, and Brandeis stays perfect. They're 5-0 and oh with a 4-0 and oh mark right. in 28-6A, uh, looking ahead to uh, a bye week here in Week 6 before a big game in Week 7. We'll talk about that in a minute. Just right quick, I forgot to mention that, that uh, Brandeis, believe it or not, beat uh, uh, beat Brennan for the first time. Now, it's not a very long series. They only had played four, you know, four times before. Because keep in mind, when Brennan opened, it was a, a in the, competing in the second largest classification. Then when they moved up, they were in different zones because they zoned up that district for a while. So they were four and zero coming into into the into the game against uh, against Brandeis. But but uh, uh, Brandeis won, so that they're they've uh, they've gotten on the board as far as the series goes. Another big game, another shocker in our 6A rankings. Two top 10 teams in the San Antonio area. Steele and Clemens locking horns in 26-6A action. This one was a thriller. It came right down to the wire. But Steele is now 0-2. They lost 28-23 to the Buffaloes. What a game that must have been. And it's, you know, you and I have talked about, about that, Cameron. It'd be, it's great if you could maybe be at two places at one time or go, you know, maybe go to a game for a half, the other game for another half. Would have loved to have seen that one. They'll, they'll be talking about the... Uh, you know about about that last play. Uh, uh, you know when they, they handed the ball off to uh, to the running back, I believe, and uh, he didn't get in. He stopped him on the goal line, and uh, Clemens was able to hang on for that 28-23 win. 
the Quavian Thomas, that's his name. He, he, I was trying to remember his name, the Quavian Thomas. Sounds like a running back. And uh, they were right there, and, uh, you know, it depends on how you see it. Steele fans thought he got in, and Clemens fans said, no, he didn't get in. The refs ruled that he didn't get in, just didn't didn't cross the plane. Knee touched before he did, so they, they lose the game. And, uh, you know, Steele Steel now is, what, 3-2 uh, and two and 0-2 oh and in district. So it's, it's going to be interesting. They'll make the playoffs, but uh, these are two back-to-back uh, you know they lost last week to, in, in the final second, the last minute to to Jetson. That's gut wrenching. So uh, they've got they've got a good ball club, but we'll uh, we'll see. And you know the Knights lost, and again stats stats uh, stats match. It doesn't really matter, but they outgained Clemens four fifty nine to two hundred one. But I think as a coach, a coach will probably tell you we'd rather lose the close games in the regular season than in the yeah. playoffs. I yeah. think I think there's a lot to learn from from a Good heartbreaking point. defeat. It's a lot of motivation, yeah. and uh, these guys now, if they're in a close game come playoff time, I think that they'll be able yeah. to call on that experience. Remember what it feels like, and uh, again, yeah, you never you can never count out the Steel Knights. My goodness. No, they've got they've got a tradition. You know, they haven't been open. You know, they haven't been playing for very long, but they've they've uh, well, they've already won a state championship. They've been in two other state finals, so. And a lot of those coaches are, are the same, so they'll 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 be there. They're gonna make they're they're gonna make the playoffs. They're just gonna get better as the season goes along. Continuing down the rankings in 6A in the San Antonio area, the number five team in our Kens5.com rankings was O'Connor coming in, and they had a district game against Taft. That was a an O'Connor win, 45-14. Pretty predictable uh, score there, Cameron. You know we talked about that game last week. O'Connor is, is tough. They've lost one game, I know, but uh, Zion Taylor. Uh, Brought home, brought home the bacon, 129 yards on 25 uh, carries, three touchdowns. And, of course, all these teams, they, they have a bye you know, next week. I know we're going to talk about that later. But uh, pretty, uh, pretty much what, you, what you'd expect. You know, Taft, was, it would have been a big, big upset if they'd beaten O'Connor. And we mentioned it earlier, can, can allude to it now again. Uh, so there's that bye week, like you said, in week six. But week seven, that's the, uh, the Brandeis-O'Connor game. And that's one that I think – a lot of fans. It's a big district. It's 10 teams in, in 28-6A. Obviously, a lot of people watch those games very closely. Uh, yeah. October 11th, Brandeis versus O'Connor. When they that, come back. That, that, yeah, both teams will have the bye to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. We could see some real fireworks. That's already a game to be circling for the for the second half of the season. Yeah, that's going to be a great ball game. You know, two very well-coached teams, and they, they've, got, they've got a history, and it's going to be a – they've had some, some games that have gone back and forth and exciting finishes and – uh, it's going to be interesting, and Ferris Stadium will be, uh, as I like to say, it won't be for the faint of heart that night. It'll, it'll be, it'll be exciting. It'll be intense. Yeah, that's a game, David. You like to say someone's a dude. You, so, yeah. Dudes need to come out. Dudes and play need it. to come out. If you want to see some dudes, come on out <laughs> to that game and stuff. You know, so. So that's O'Connor. Uh, a number, another upset we we had our eyes on in uh, 27-6A. The Roosevelt Rough Riders came in unbeaten in a game against Madison. Both teams were 1-0 in uh, 27-6A play, but Madison pulled away 37-21, handing Roosevelt their first loss of the year. So the number six team in our Ken's five 6A rankings could be sliding down. Yeah, Madison is un- unbeaten now, and you know, in their district, uh, they're, I think they're two and zero. They jumped out to a 14-0 lead uh, against Roosevelt. Roosevelt was was undefeated. And and uh, the Mavericks led uh, that Madison led 24-21 before scoring. And how often does this happen? They scored the last two touchdowns of the game on fumble returns. So two fumble returns returned for touchdowns, and that that's what made the score 37-21. But they were up they were up 24-21. Roosevelt was still very much in the ball game, uh, but then like I said, they scored. Uh, Madison came back and scored two defensive touchdowns, which doesn't happen very often. And and, and our man Rashad Owens, who's the uh, very highly touted running back from Roosevelt, that's being recruited and all. Uh, he only had 89 yards on 21 carries and did not score. So Madison, 
you know, hats off, kudos to, to the Madison defense. They did a great job on him. Yeah, they might have found a game plan for other teams in that district to yeah. emulate. Uh, obviously, easier said than done when you're talking about right. uh, containing Owens, but something to, to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, so that's the first loss for, for Roosevelt now in that district. They'll still be very competitive, though, in 27-6A. Right. As we go back to 26-6A, uh, all four games in that district had teams that were in our Ken's Five top 10 right. in 6A. We already mentioned the Judson game and then the Steel Clemens game. Let's turn our attention to the number eight team in our rankings. That's the New Braunfels Unicorns, and they lost for the first time all year. East Central with a 24-20 win. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, uh, East Central's playing real well. They've got to go uh, coach out there. Joe uh, Hubbard that does a great job with those kids, and he said before the season started, he kind of said, he said, well, this is not for publication, but he said, if things fall Certain things happen. We're going to have a pretty good ball club, and hey, they they're four and one, and they knocked off New Braunfels, a very much improved New Braunfels team. Uh, they're running back down. Uh, East Central's running back, D'Angelo uh, Ro uh, Rosemont, rushed for 172 yards and one touchdown on 28 carries, and uh, so uh, you know they handed New Braunfels the first loss. So that's what makes it uh, exciting. That's what makes it fun. You just never know. The last matchup in 26-6A in Week Five. Again, the first half of the season coming to a close. Uh, both teams that lost in the district opener, Smithson Valley, was at New Braunfels Canyon. It was no problem for the Rangers, 51-7, the final score there. Well, you expected that from, uh, from Smithson Valley. Larry Hill was going to have them ready. Uh, that was a good bounce-back win uh, from their loss to Clements the, the, the week before. That was a tough loss. That was a tough 15-7, I think it was, a very close game. Uh, and so here they are, the Rangers, they're 1-1 one one now in district play. So they're not going anywhere. They'll, they'll be in the playoffs. And last but not least in our 6A top 10 rankings on Kens5.com, we go back to 27-6A. Johnson, uh, they came in 2-2 two two overall, 1-0 in district, and then they handed Lee uh, a, a comfortable win, 40-9 uh, for Johnson, the Jaguars, getting to 2-0 in district. Well, they did a Ty Reasoner, their quarterback, Cameron, went 8-14, had one picked off, but he passed for 279 yards and four touchdowns. Pretty tidy game, nice, crisp performance by Mr. Reasoner. Looking at the rest of 6A action in San Antonio for Week 5, two other games in 27-6A. Reagan defeated Churchill by a score of 23-7, and South Sand defeated MacArthur by a score of 27-19. So those two districts now, 26-6A has three unbeaten teams remaining. It's Clemens, Judson, and East Central. And then in 27-6A, South Sand, Madison, and Johnson are the three unbeaten teams. Again, just two weeks into district play. The standings could look very different. Expect to hear plenty from Steele, even though they're 0-2 in district to start. Uh, a lot can still change. We talked about Roosevelt with their really hot start. They lost on Friday. They'll still figure into the district race for sure, but those are the teams that are still unbeaten. And what a big win for South Sand. You know, last week they beat Lee. You know, of course, Lee is kind of, they're kind of at the bottom of, of the district standings, but that, that's still a win is a win. Then he turned around and beat MacArthur, and that's a quality win. Now, MacArthur is not uh, Reagan. They're, they're, they're not, they're not uh, any of those other, the other, you know, uh, Johnson, uh, some of the top teams, but they're still a good team. They've, they've, got, a good, they've got a good history. They've got a good program. And, and for South Sand to beat them, that's got to be a morale boost, a, a real confidence booster for, for the kids over at South Sand. Yeah, South Sand comes, goes into their bye week at 4-1 and one overall, 2-0 and oh in district. And, again, that bye week, a lot can change. I think there you talk about some injuries yeah. to some key players on some teams. Obviously, some injuries don't just heal over the course of a week. But you get that bye week. You get that chance to sort of refocus a little bit more on yourself. You spend so much time in a game week 
uh, preparing for the opponent. And then in a bye week, a coach will often have time to work more on some of your stuff, put in some extra plays. Yes. Things can change a lot between uh, what's now week five and then week seven when uh, when these yeah. teams are playing again. But uh, the standings are where they are, and, and that's five games in the books now for all these teams. And, and yeah, and talking about preparing for an opponent, I know we kind of, I don't want to beat this like a dead horse, but Again, South Sand runs that option offense that you don't see anymore. Like the service academies, if you follow college football, they're good football teams. I mean, that's, that's Michigan. They almost got beat by Army. They had to go what go to double overtime here a few weeks ago. They if you, they still run that they they run that option. That's what South Sand uh, and Ron Kretz, the coach, said. We're we went to this offense because it maximizes our, our chances of, of winning, you know, and stuff. And and that's and teams have a. Have a problem, and you know that the next team that plays South Sand, they're going. Oh, good, we've got an extra week to prepare for that because they've got to buy. So it'll be interesting to see how they, how it goes their next game. Let's turn our attention quickly to 28-6A. A couple other games we didn't mention, games that were uh, outside of the top 10 in our area rankings. As we uh, conclude our look at 6A action in Week Five, uh, how about this? Stevens is now three and one in district. They beat Warren by a score of 13 to six. Also, Jay over Holmes, 48 nothing. And Clark over Marshall in a good one, 29-27. That's that was good with the. Tw- it was, uh, you know, very, 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 very good game. And boy, Warren, you know, you kind of they didn't come out of the gate real good. You know, they they lost to uh, Brennan, beat them 32 to 14. They were down 32-0, you know, before they even scored. Uh, that's that's going to be uh, it's going to be tough for for Warren, to, I think, to make the to make the playoffs and. and I think Jay, did Jay play? Jay, Jay won too, right? Jay, yeah, Jay, Jay won. Yeah, yeah Jay so. beat Holmes. So uh, that district is one where they started district play in week two. Yeah. Uh, they are still the two unbeatens in Brandeis and O'Connor. Jay is now two and two. Brennan is three and one. Stevens is three and one. Uh, Warren is one and three. And uh, Taft is one and three. And uh, Marshall is one and three. So is Clark. So uh, starting to see some some teams emerge a little bit. I think we were expecting a little bit more from Warren. Still a lot of football to be played. Yeah, there's still there's still there's still some. You're right. They've got five games left, five district games left. So it it'll be interesting to see how that district shakes. Uh, you know, shakes. Uh, how what else happens in that district? We could see some moves in the 6A top 10 from week five into that bye week. Let's recap exactly what happened to all of our top 10 teams one more time in 6A before we turn the page. Uh, Judson, Brandeis, they were our top two teams. They stayed undefeated with wins. Steele was the number three team. They lost. Brennan was number four, but they lost to uh, Brandeis, so four losing to two. O'Connor at number five, they won. Roosevelt at number six, they lost. Clemens with that that big win uh, from the number seven team beating the number three team. So they could be moving up. New Braunfels, number eight, they lost. Smithson Valley, number nine, won. And Johnson at number 10, they also won. So the rankings in 6A, we'll, we'll see some changes this week. We won't see any changes next week because all the big boys, <laughs> they get the week off they here week off, to yeah. start October before they, uh, they resume the grind, all in district play and battling for those few playoff spots. Uh, hoping to stay playing through November and into, mm-hmm. hopefully, for some of these teams, uh, the potential to play into December as well. Right. And you like they always say, it's almost a cliche in Texas, you know, if you can you can play the Thanksgiving weekend, it's been a good season. You know, and that's always a, a, a fun weekend. If you can get to the second, third round of the playoffs, that means you will have played uh, through through Thanksgiving, that's always a good sign. And of course, then you get into December, you're you're oh, you're, you're really good. Yeah, the, really the, good. the one yeah. I've heard is if you look up in the stands, you see Santa hats. Then you know you've had a <laughs> yeah, really good season. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Uh, one team that is used to playing uh, deep in the postseason, especially last year, and they're moved down from six A to five A. The Wagner Thunderbirds. They're our number one team in the sub six A rankings, and they showed why 
in their game last week. A huge district win over Edison, 76 0. Uh, they'll probably continue to hold the number one spot in our 5A and below Kens5.com rankings. Yeah, I figure that's a, that's a good, that's a good, uh, that's, a safe yes, bet. that's a safe bet there. Wagner rolled up 463 yards of total offense, allowed only 77 to the Golden Bears. And they had two backs that went over, uh, uh, almost both of them hit 150, almost hit 150 yards. L.J. Butler, who went for over 2,000 yards last, last year and scored 32 touchdowns, had 153, three touchdowns, 12 carries. That's a 12.8 average. But then his backfield mate, Jordan uh, Patterson, went for 149, scored three touchdowns also on only seven carries. And Cameron, that's a 21.3 norm. That's 21.3 average per tote. That's pretty good. And his touchdowns went for 37, 40, uh, 43, and 19 yards. So they weren't one one yard dives. So uh, that's going to be da- uh, dangerous for the rest of the way for that district if they those two guys get going. That's the, that's the most prolific uh, uh, running game that they've had uh, as far as rushing game this season. Yeah, Wagner. They are uh, now four and one overall and 3-0 and in District 13-5A. It'll be a tough ask for anybody to uh, to have a, a close game with them in the district. It could still happen. There are some good teams in that district. We'll talk about that district a little more in a second. But for now, let's turn over to 14-5A uh, D2, which holds our number two and number three teams going into the week. Uh, Kerrville Tyvee, fresh off the big win against Bernie Champion to open district play, where they have a letdown after the big emotional win against another great team. Uh, no, no problem for the Antlers. 48-7, they beat Kennedy. Yeah, that was a mismatch, and you know, you and I have talked about that. Kennedy and Memorial, with all due respect, those schools have no business being in that Hill Country district. You know, uh, they should be in the SISD district the way they were. But then again, we don't we don't work with the on the realignment. They don't ask they don't ask us what, what we think and stuff. But the uh, uh, you know, the, as you said, the Antlers are now two and zero in District 14, 5A Division two play, and they've won four in a row since losing fourteen to thirteen and against Dripping Springs to start the season. So they're one point away from being uh, being undefeated. The other top team in that district, Bernie Champion, uh, they lost to Kerrville Tyvee in the opener, and they had a, a fairly difficult bounce back. Medina Valley's a solid program, but Bernie Champion, uh, they, they got in the win column in district play, uh, 34-17. Yeah, good bounce back uh, game, as you, as you mentioned, good bounce back game for, for the Chargers. They even their district record at 1-1 one and one, uh, after losing to Tyvee. That was a tough loss last week, 24-19, I believe it was. So, uh, And we know Champion's going to be there. You know, They're, they're going to be at the, at the end of the uh, uh, they may not win the district title, but they're gonna they're gonna be up in the two top two three teams in, the, in that district when it's over. The number four team in our sub six A rankings, Harlan, opened their district play. This is fourteen five A D one. They had McCollum and pitched a shutout, forty nine nothing. Yeah, Harlan, that's the newest school to the Northside School District, and uh, they're they're uh, they're they're a good ball club. They they they're expected to win that district, the fourteen five A Division one uh, title. They're 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 very good. They they beat they rolled up 456 yards and only allowed McCollum 74. Their quarterback Cannon Williams. There he is again. Cannon, we, love, we love his name. We love his name. Cannon Williams. He went 11 of 20, no interceptions, 177 yards, four touchdowns, and then he also ran for one. And then uh, Aubrey McDade, their running back, with uh, 18 carries, 198 yards. That's an 11 uh, yard uh, uh, per carry, and he scored one touchdown. And check this out, uh, Cameron. Both of those guys are juniors. Uh oh. So Williams and, and McDade, uh, you know, will 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 be back. Let's go back to 13-5A. That's the district Wagner sits atop right now, and right underneath them in the standings, there were two other teams that came in two and zero in district play. Veterans Memorial took on Brackenridge. This was a Thursday night game. Both both these teams have a loss this season. 
but somebody was leaving with a district loss, and it will be Brackenridge after this game, 63-28, uh, the final from Thursday night. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of points. You know, and, and we talk about Wagner. That's going to be that. That's going to be the game right there. Wagner and and, and Veterans Moral. You know, whenever whenever that is. And that's know. the district finale. So Ooh. kind of a district championship it, it, yeah. game, so to speak, November first for it could, both it could, of those teams. Excuse me. It could really build up. Kalik uh, 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 Paulette. How's that for a name for the quarterback? Kalik Paulette. With six of nine, only threw nine passes, but 228 yards, four touchdowns. And uh, he also ran for 93 yards, only five carries. That's an 18.6 average, and he rushed for two touchdowns. So all told, he had 321 yards of total offense in that 63-28 to 28 route. I'll tell you what, that game between Veterans Memorial and Wagner will most likely decide that district. Both those teams could come in unbeaten. It would be, that's sort of what we what would expect. Of course, anything can happen in high school football. Yeah. But that's going to be a game November 1st, dealing with perhaps some colder weather. And uh, yeah. those are both teams that, that don't like to throw the ball very much. No. So uh, that could be a real yeah. old school. If you're, if you're a fan of like maybe old school Big Ten football, you could, you could yeah. go to that game. It'll feel like, a, you know, like your grandpa's Big Ten football. Right and, here, and I want to go to that game because they're not, they're not going to throw very much. That means a fast game, and I'm always talking about deadline. Let's get out of here. Let's go and stuff. So, yeah, that's that's a it ought to be a good way. It'll be at Rutledge Stadium. You know, both of them are, we need to mention that, that uh, they're, they're two Judson ISD schools. You, know, you got Judson, then you got, of course, Wagner open. Now you got Veterans Memorial. So it'll be a... Uh, It'll probably be a, a Judson ISD uh, championship there as far as for, for a sub 6A, for 5A. A little further down, our sub 6A rankings. The number six team coming in, the Antonian Apaches, a, a TAPS team making an appearance in the rankings. They were 4-0. They took a road trip to Beeville Jones. That's a, a 4A opponent, but a solid one. They were also 4-0, and uh, Beeville Jones won that game 48-33. Yeah, Beeville Jones, a shout-out there to Chris Sosa, who was at Bayna Valley for a few seasons, and, and he went back to Beeville. He had coached there before, earlier in his career. Uh, Antonian's good, and they put 48 points on, on Antonian. Uh, Antonian fell behind 21-6 to after one quarter. Uh, it was 27-13 at the half, and then 48-20 after three. So they really were never, they never got any traction. Once you fall behind like that, and Beeville, you know, Beeville's got a, got a, has got a good ball club. The number seven team in our sub 6A rankings, the Southside Cardinals. They had a, a bye, so they're just three and zero, and they were in uh, district play, 15 5A Division two against Somerset. Uh, the Cardinals 34, Somerset just three. Yeah, and they won that game despite. I'm trying to find. I've had d conflicting reports. I don't know whether it was six turnovers or five turnovers. It's a lot, but, but we know it was over four. It's a lot, and it was over four, and they still won the game. Southside still won the game. They racked up 518 yards, even though they, I think they had three interceptions and one fumble, and they allowed 201. They had 284 uh, rushing. How, how's this for balance? 284 rushing, 234 passing. Uh, uh, Caleb Camarillo, their running back, had 137 yards on 12 carries. That's 11.4 average, two touchdowns. And we'll, from our podcast, we wish the best to Somerset coach Sonny Detmer, who is the, the granddad, the patriarch of the, of the Detmer family. He's had pneumonia, so he was on – well, not even he was not he did not coach the coordinators, offense coordinator, defense coordinator coached the game. So again, Sonny, we hope you get we hope you get well soon. The number eight team in the sub six A rankings, uh, Bernie, the Greyhounds. They had a, a non district game against Fredericksburg, who came in just one and three. And this might be the the surprising result of the week. Yeah. The the Batlin Billies from Fredericksburg, thirty eight, and the Bernie Greyhounds, thirty one. Uh, Bernie, its first loss of the year. Yeah, uh, the the, the Batlin Billy, the, the Billy Goat took the took the Greyhound in thirty eight thirty one. Fredericksburg quarterback Tucker Elliott went sixteen of thirty eight. Well, that's a lot of passes. Uh, sixteen of thirty eight, two hundred fifty six yards. 
three touchdowns. He also uh, ran for a touchdown. A good quality win for Fredericksburg. And bringing up the last spot in our sub-6A rankings, again, last but not least, how about Navarro, one of two 4A teams in our sub-6A right. rankings for the San Antonio area. They were playing a non-district game against Giddings, and this was another high-scoring game, but Navarro stays perfect. Uh, they win 46-32. Yeah, that's, that's a, that, that's a again, no surprise because Navarro, the Panthers are usually in the playoffs. They do real well. Their running back, Euler, E-U-L-E-R, Euler de Leon, had – 156 yards on 14 carries, 11.1 average. He scored four touchdowns. And if you've never been to a game, people will ask me, where is Navarro? And I said, well, it's there. It's in Geronimo. Oh, where's Geronimo? Geronimo uh, is right just north of Seguin, uh, just outside Seguin. I think it's north, uh, going towards San Marcos. Uh, just but picturesque little little stadium. It's just a little community, and they love their football. And, boy, they, they go out there. If you ever have a chance to go out there and – watch a home game, you know, you, you'll, you'll be thoroughly entertained. So that was a look at 5A and below in the San Antonio area in the top 10. Not too many surprises. Uh, all of the top five teams winning, Wagner, Kerrville, Tyvee, Bernie Champion, Harlan, Veterans Memorial, Antonian at six, they lost a, a non-district game to a, an out-of-area opponent. Bernie at number eight lost. Brackenridge, they were number nine, but they lost to the number five team in Veterans Memorial. Number 10, Navarro won, and number seven, Southside won. Uh, quickly, let's take a look at all of the other games in San Antonio uh, below 6A that we didn't already mention uh, in the top 10 rankings. We'll start in 13-5A. Uh, Sam Houston and Lanier, both of those teams came in winless, and somebody was getting a win. It was a, a very low-scoring game, a hard-fought uh, victory earned by the Vokes, 7-0. And then on Saturday night in 13-5A, Burbank bounced back with a win over Highlands, 27-21. Yeah, two good wins there. Boy, you know, Lanier... Uh, Bless their heart, they hadn't won a game, and uh, to win that game seven zero, that's a gut. That was the old, the old gut. They 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 reached down and that, that gutted it out. That's that's a good win. And uh, Burbank, good bounce back for, for for Burbank after they were three and zero, and then they got beat last week by Brackenridge for them to come back. That's that's a good one there. So again, hats off to uh, 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 Coach Gatton, uh, Don Gatton over at Lanier, and then Coach Phil Barone at Burbank. They got their teams ready and they delivered. First week of district games in 14-5A. We already talked about Harlan versus McCollum. This is a district that has a lot of teams from outside the San Antonio area, but we had a matchup of two San Antonio area teams, a bit of a rivalry game between Southwest Legacy and Southwest, and this is the second year of varsity play for Southwest Legacy, and they're off to a really good start, winning the district opener 27-21 against Southwest. That's a big win for them. I mean, just like you said, just their second year. John Tarvin, last year, I believe they were 0-10, and uh, they've got them going, and I tell you what, the, the Southwest community—that's a treat. That's going to be—they're going to come up with some nickname for that for that game whenever they play. You know, uh, it's, it's just year two of that rivalry. Yeah. So, so give, yeah. give them some time, but that's going to be—and usually you don't you don't see the upstart school win that that fast. You know, but to beat the, the established school, I mean, Southwest has been around for a long time, and then for for Legacy to win the game, that's got to be a, again a, a little shot shot in the arm for that program. Yeah. So the Titans now. They're 4-1, and one, a really nice start for them. Uh, still have a long way to go in that district, but they, they could be making some noise come playoff time. Stay tuned. Uh, up the street a little further, 14-5A, Alamo Heights was at Uvalde, and uh, Heights, they're now 1-1 one one in that district. They lost to Uvalde 24-21, a close game. Well, I, that's what I could I, – that's the thing. You can't wrap your head around some of these results because Alamo Heights usually is really – and then they lose to Uvalde, and – Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Memorial beat Uvalde last week? I think that that's their their first one. Yes, yeah, Memorial beat Uvalde And you know, I'm thinking, wow, that's pretty good. I thought, well, Uvalde must not be very good, uh, with all due respect to Memorial. And then Memorial, I mean, uh, uh, Uvalde beats Alamo Heights. 
It, that one could be up in the air a little bit, especially uh, below the top two of Kerrville, Tyvee, and Bernie Champion, who I yeah. think are, are separating themselves from the field a little right. bit. Uh, it's a, almost a shame that those two teams played each other in the first week of yeah. district play. We, we talked happen? about that last week. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that is how it works out sometimes. The other game in that district, we talked about uh, Champion beating Medina Valley, Kerrville, Tyvee beating Kennedy. How about this? Lockhart, it was their homecoming, I believe, and they had Memorial. Both of those teams came in 1-0 in district play. 85-12. to 12. And it was 85. Wow. And it was a memorial on the winning side, right? No, no. no. I don't know. I was going to say it. So it tells you Lockhart is uh, that's powerful. Yeah, 85. You put 85 points on somebody. And, and uh, again, we'll say that again, that Memorial and Kennedy should not be in that, in that district. And hopefully maybe the next realignment, maybe they'll remedy that and maybe they'll put them in with the SISD. The inner city schools but anyway that's the way it is just uh two weeks into play in that district now and uh the only two unbeaten teams left in that district are kerrville tyvee and lockhart and like we were talking about earlier they don't meet until the end of the season november 1st will Lock, be the... lockhart and Kerr. boy wouldn't that be something if, if lockhart comes in they run the table until that game Ooh, that's gonna be they put anytime you put up 85 points on somebody it's you're, you're doing something right yeah you're doing exactly. something right uh, over in 15-5 AD2, we talked about Southside winning and uh, the other game involving San Antonio area teams. Uh, Floresville made the trip down to Corpus Christi, Cal Allen. 50-10 win for Cal Allen. No surprise there. No, you talk about a tough ask. It's, it's, it's tough to, to go down to Cal Allen. They're a perennial power. Since 84, they've, they've, boy, they've, they're, they're so good. They've, they've played in a, in a few state finals and stuff. And, and I think I, I've told you that last year, a couple of years ago, Johnson you know, went down there, a 6A play and a 5A, Went down there to Cal Allen and beat Cal Allen down there, and Ron Ritterman said, "Boy, it was an experience. They have a, you know, they they the tailgate, they have the music and stuff and on." The next year, uh, Cal Allen came up here and just just beat them to a pulp. I mean, they just they just uh, wore them out, and now you're gonna and then like Floresville's got to go down. It was in Cal Allen, right? It was a Coral. Yeah, that's just that's tough. Yeah, so that's an, an eight-team district. They just played their first round of games this past week, so there are four uh, unbeaten teams, uh, four teams that are one zero. Southside, Cal Allen. Alice and Calhoun. We'll, we'll see how that all shakes Ooh, out. Calhoun's got a good ball club. Port yeah. Rocka, Calhoun. They're so, good. Yeah, we, we, we talk about the, the, the teams that we focus on on the, yeah, on the podcast right. and here in San Antonio, Somerset, Southside, and Floresville, kind of being in our area. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's natural that when we're talking about some of these smaller schools, you have to go outside the San Antonio area to find games. And, yep. and, and that's, what, that's what we're getting at here is we'll continue to talk about some of those. We mentioned uh, Navarro winning a non-district game against Giddings. How about their counterpart in 13-4A D2, Bandera, taking on uh, the Crystal City team that was 2-1 and one coming in. And Bandera stays perfect. They're, they won 24-7. to seven. Also in 13-4 AD2, uh, Cuero, uh, perennial power. Perennial usual. power, Cuero. Uh, the, they're on some, some hard times this year. They had uh, Wharton coming in, and Wharton won that game 33-8. to eight. So Cuero's 1-4 and four at this point in the yeah, year. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Whittington, they, they really miss him. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they really miss him. <laughs> you, you see what he's doing yeah, at the next level. Yeah, and he's, yeah they, uh, they've always got – well, it goes way back to the 70s. They've, they've had – They've had some tremendous, a tremendous tradition there, but then you're losing to Wharton. You know that, those Gulf Coast teams there. Those Wharton's, they're good. You know they're you know going up toward Houston. You got you're going to pick up some good opponents, but uh, Quero will, they'll bounce back. They're not going to win the district championship, but they'll they'll be in the playoffs. Uh, let's keep going down the list here. 14-4A Division Two. Natalia beating Poteet 48-41. Pearsall getting their first win of the year. They had uh, San Antonio St. Anthony come into town. 25 to seven was the final score there. Pleasanton at Carrizo Springs. It was all Pleasanton, 49-8. And then Hondo at Gonzalez, 43-21 uh, win for Gonzalez as mm. they get to 4-1 on the year. Let's let's go even further. So we talked about some 4A. 
David, I realized as I was starting to prepare for this podcast and then also the one next week, we're going to have to talk about some other games outside of just 6A because we don't have any 6A <laughs> games to talk about next week. Right. So let's start talking about some of these 4A and 3A teams, especially some of the ones in in the San Antonio area. Cole was at Carn City this past week, and Cole got the win. Uh, both Cole and Carn City are now 3-2 and two overall. It was a 37-6 for Cole. Uh, Marion was at Randolph. They won that game. It was a close one, 31-28. Cotula at Lytle. 14-12, Cotula just barely does stay unbeaten. Those are good. Yeah, those are good games. You know, uh, Marion uh, beating, uh, I think Randolph had won last week, I think. Didn't they, didn't they win last week, I think? And they, they, it was a tough, that's a tough loss for them. But, hey, it's it's that time of the year. P- teams are coming into their own. It's getting a midseason point. Here's where you start to, to separate them, you know. And uh, as we wrap up here, the Week 5 coverage on the podcast, uh, Divine was at Central Catholic, 47-34, a win for the Buttons at home. Uh, San Antonio Christian got their first win of the year when they hosted Bernie Geneva, a close game, uh, 20-14. to And then San Antonio Holy Cross went up I-35 to take on Austin St. Michael's, and it was a win for the Knights, 52-14. I know there are a lot of smaller private school teams. We tend to focus at least in uh, the, on, bigger ones. Yeah, yeah. the TAPS Division One and Division Two. so Antonian, Central sure. Catholic. Uh, Holy Cross and San, and San Antonio Christian. So that district, they all won, right? San Antonio Christian won. Uh, the only uh, the only major tap team that didn't win was Antonian, and they Antonian. had that tough game they against Bill yeah, Jones. So, right. but Central won. That's a good win for Central. And we'll have that we'll have that game later on in the year. Antonian and Central Catholic. That's that, that's, that's a, a rivalry. It might not be as rivalry. big as uh, Central Catholic against Holy Cross and no. the Holy Bowl, but uh, and, yeah. and again, Holy Cross against San Antonio Christian. Another yeah. uh, th- th- those are district games, those so they mean they mean a little bit more. And 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 we've talked about it before. These these taps teams that play in four team districts where you have to get six or seven non district games to warm up. And then yeah. the three games that determine playoff position all come at the end of the year. It's weird. It's it, it's a little weird. It, 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 it is weird. And then Antonian and, and Central, you kind of feel for them because there's such few teams here, Division One, that they have to go with the Houston. And boy, those teams they're perennial. Houston, St. Pius, and and some of those schools up up the road there. They're tough. They're, it's tough to compete against those. Yeah, teams. you're either doing that, or you're when you're looking for non-district games, you have to pick on some four A, five A, possibly even six A teams. We right. saw Antonian take on Lee earlier this year. They've played uh, against Sam Houston this year. So you have to play. You have yeah. to get a little creative. Well, you know, they played Beville this week, and Beville's a, a good quality team. But Beville, I mean, that's 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 a good that's a good quality win for for uh, for Beville over Antonian because Antonian's pretty good. Likewise, it would have been a quality win for Antonian. They had won that game. Like to see good games at this point in the year, whether it's district or non-district. Let's turn the page and look ahead to next week. As we've said a couple times at this point now, all the big boys, all the 6A schools are idle this week. They all have the scheduled bye week uh, for the games being played October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Uh, Seguin comes back from their bye week in 12-5A. They'll host Austin Crockett in 13-5A Division One Thursday night at Alamo Stadium. It'll be Edison against Sam Houston. And then also at Alamo Stadium on Friday night, Veterans Memorial takes on Highlands. Meanwhile, at SAISD Complex on Friday night, Jefferson will take on Burbank. And then up at Rutledge, Grackenridge makes the trip up to play Wagner. In 14-5A Division One. Harlandale against Harlan. That's at Ferris Stadium on Friday night. So uh, we've st- we talked about Harlan. They usually have to wait till Saturday to play their home games because the big boys get preference. Yeah. Uh, uh, but they, they, they finally get to have yeah. Ferris Stadium on a Friday night. And they won't have to worry about this is the last year because next year they're moving up. They've already oh, yeah. got over. They're already six A enrollment. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be in with the big boys next next season. McCollum, they took on uh, Harlan this past week. They'll go to Eagle Pass win on Friday night, and meanwhile, Southwest Legacy will host Laredo Martin in uh, 14-5A action. 
How about this? In 14-5A Division II, that's the one with Bernie Champion, Kerrville, Tyvee. Mm -hmm. They follow the lead of, of the 6A schools. They're also all off next that's week. That's right. Yeah, they've got a buy. Yeah, they've got so, a buy. So it just it's, makes it even harder for us in terms of content <laughs> uh, to try to for, try to find good games to talk about. Uh, there will be plenty of good games, but they, just some of the bigger schools. They just all seem to be off. So, but they, we might have to we might have to make a trip to uh, you know to Cole or uh, Cotula or someone <laughs> else. Wrong with that. In, uh, in, uh, as we continue down this list here, Gregory Portland at Floresville, Southside at Toluso Midway, Eastside Memorial will go to San Antonio St. Anthony. That's a Thursday night game between a 13-4A D2 and a, a San Antonio St. Anthony, which plays in TCAL. 14-4A uh, Division II, Crystal City at Dilly, Poteet at Poth, uh, Lavernia at Pearsall, uh, then down in 3A, Randolph at Cotula, Cole, Marion, Jordanton, Carn City, and then the Tap Schools. How about this one? This this might be the game of the week. Antonian at yeah, Bernie. At Bernie. That's, uh, yeah. Both of those teams coming off losses. They yes. have been ranked for a little while now yeah. in our sub-6A rankings. Again, it's a little bit of slim pickings in terms of what you're getting in this week without uh, without the big guys to lean on. That that That's my that's my pick for game of the yeah, week. Yeah, those, those two teams there. They've got uh, – I know it's cliche, but can anybody come up with a better uh, – that's a gut check. You know, you're, you're coming off – both, you know, you're coming off a loss. You're undefeated, you, you lost. Okay, now what are you going to do? You know, you're going to let that loss define your season? Really, this is the game. If you can win this one, that starts to define your season. So uh, I'm sure both of those coaches uh, will uh, challenge their players this week, and you know, it's going to be an, uh, it's gonna be a good ball game. I'm with you. That's that's a very attractive uh, very attractive matchup, you know, uh, being since not to any knock on those two schools, but uh, it's slim pickings this week because all the six A's are, are going to be shut down. We talked about that Beeville Jones team. They're, they're fresh off that win against Antonian. They continue playing teams from that uh, that Taps D1 San Antonio district when they make the trip to Central Catholic on Friday night. Meanwhile, San Antonio Christian is the next opponent for Austin St. Michael's. That's a Friday night game. And this could be a good one, too. Holy Cross, after beating Austin St. Michael's, they'll take on another team from that uh, Taps D2 district in Austin, in Austin Regions. That's a Thursday night game. So, uh Austin Regis is not bad, right? They're oh, good. no, yeah. they've been to the state championship game yeah. in Tapsy yeah. too a couple Holy of years Cross. in a row. Yeah. Yeah. But those are last year, both of those teams won those Taps districts. Yeah. So could be a, a playoff preview, preview. Yeah. Uh, right here in the middle of the season between Holy Cross and Austin Regents. Uh, that's that's the rundown for week six. It's a little shorter than usual. And uh, we'll be back to recap that week of games uh, next week right here on the podcast. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't yet. Uh, rate and review five stars. It helps us uh, reach more people, reach more football fans. And uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning you in bet. and listening and, and being a part of the, uh, the Ken's Five high school football family. Uh, Friday night football replay. David, it's always a pleasure. Likewise. Thank you for having me aboard. You're, you're, the, you're the conductor. I'm just riding on the train. Thank you. Until next week, folks, I'm Cameron Songer. He's David Flores. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.